You can be a fit bitch too. Presented by Ignite Fusion Fitness. Let's go. Welcome back. Michelle here with You Can Be a Fit Bitch Too. I'm so excited for today's episode. Oh my God, we're going to do dollar store, food to fuel, and more. Oh my God, what am I talking about? Wow. Let's just get right in there right now. So I know with the current circumstances of the world and everybody's paychecks and wallets, and we're all really thinking about money right now when it comes to where we want to put all of that, but I don't want you to not be working out, okay? One of the biggest things that you can do for yourself, I know I've said this, but is to make sure that you treat your body and working out like something that you would do for your car, a necessity. And I wanted to just kind of jump in here and give you some fun ideas on how to create your own fitness program. If you haven't been able to get into a gym or you can't afford a membership right now, or it's just, you know, not feasible to do that because of your current circumstances, you can still get a good workout at home with really minimal stuff. So I really like to be creative. I have been a creative human since I was born. I just kind of like to make things out of nothing. I would make Halloween costumes out of nothing for my stepdaughter. I would make crafts out of nothing, out of junk I had around the house, out of like a creative idea I would get. And I also think we can put that kind of creativity into creating a workout for us at home. So here are some ideas that I just want to give you if you feel like you don't have the money right now. And there is no shame in that if you don't have the funds to, you know, pay for a monthly membership or it's really an expense over and above your household budget at the moment, but you still really crave moving. I'm going to throw some of this on my YouTube channel as well, because I really think that it is something that I just wanted to bring to the table. I don't expect everyone to be able to afford a $200 CrossFit membership a month, you know, or a bi-weekly payment. I'm, I, you know, I'm real. It's hard these days for that, but I don't want your health to have to suffer because of that limitation. You know what? We're not limited. And I thought it would be really fun today to give you some ideas on how to go about creating your own little home gym from what you have. First off, if you have a chair in your home, we can use that. What? Yeah, just a good old dining room chair that's so you got to make sure it's sturdy and you're not going to like weeble wobble off of it. But we can use a chair. We can use cans of beans. No, I'm not even joking. We can use water jugs. We can use a backpack and put books in it. And we can also, you know, use our body weight to get us started. So what do you mean, Michelle? I can use a chair. Well, we can use a chair for a number of different movements that I think are really helpful for training and conditioning. So with a chair, we're able to use it as a bench, like we would use at a gym 
to do tricep dips off the back of it, right? We can do our triceps. We can use it as a option to do single leg get-ups. So we can use it to help us get out of the pocket on a single leg. We can also use a chair to do anything that has to do with squats to use it as an option or an alternative for that. We can use it as a tool for planks and leg lifts. We can use it the back of it and do calf raises as support. We can use it for leg raises to the front. We can use it for mobility as well. So if you have a chair, there are multiple different things that we can implement into a program for you that would help, right? And everybody, I think, has a chair. And if you want to go buy a fold-up chair, you can go to, I'm just going to give you some places where you can go get these things at a relatively low cost to you. So I know, for instance, I got all my chair dancing chairs at the Canadian Tire. They're $14, they're fold up, they're sturdy, they're portable, and they like fold away and go away in the closet at the end of their use. They're super useful and I use them in my hit classes um, and I do do a lot of chair work when it comes to programming. It's really great. You can load, single load leg, the leg... <laughs> Single load, load the leg. I like my English today. And uh, yeah, so you can do a step up onto it. That really helps to load one leg at a time. You can do step ups. So a chair is really versatile piece of, yeah, equipment that you can have and at your disposal at home to help you start to work out. See how I'm kind of being sneaky here about there aren't really any excuses? Mm -hmm. Not really. Not when it comes to uh, your fitness. <laughs> so another really awesome thing that I did over the pandemic when we were on lockdown and I was doing Zoom training and Zoom hit classes was I got my crew, because not everyone had equipment at that point in time. I know as the pandemic sort of went on, people were like buying fitness equipment and they were gathering their pieces for at-home workouts, which I think was absolutely a gift to a lot of people because a lot of people tried a lot of classes they normally wouldn't try from the safety of their own home. And it really, I think, brought home that we can work out at home. We don't need to be going to a gym. And it is a gift to know that you can use pieces of things that you have in your home to help you strength train. So one of the really cool things I got my hit class to do was I said, grab your backpacks. I said, bring them to class and fill them with books. So I got my class to fill their backpack with a book or a couple of books, whatever was like a good load for them. And we strapped them on the front and we did squats with them. So we did loaded squats with a backpack on the front. So that was for our front squat. And then I also got them to reverse the backpack onto the normal side, and we did back squats with a loaded up backpack. Yeah, you can do alternating lunges like that if you want to create or increase a load for your body. We could do step-ups with that if we don't have weights. We can load our backs as long as we're really engaging through the back. We're using that proper form and we're staying comfortable and in our own zone and also weighting it appropriately. Yeah, man, we can use backpacks. 
cans, beans, cans of beans, using one can, two can, make sure the same type of bean or they're the same weight. (laughs) Okay. Don't be picking a can of clams and a can of beans out of the cupboard. And they're both two different things. If you've got, you know, like me, I've got all my like canned beans in the cupboard, grab two cans of chickpeas. Okay. And we're going to talk about that protein stuff later. Uh, I want to give you guys a little lowdown on how I fuel my body and some good insight into what I think about dieting. All right. So before I go off on that tangent, um, I want you to picture yourself sassing out your cans of beans in the cupboard and doing bicep curls with them. Okay. So we can start to condition our body with those. They're lightweight they're easy. We normally have some of those things in our cupboards and we can do bicep curls with those. We could do flies. We can do shoulder conditioning, lateral raises. Anything that's going to weight the body a little bit in the hands is really going to help you to start to strengthen and tone no matter what. Okay. So I just want you to start to think about things in a little bit of a creative way if that is what is blocking you from starting on your fitness journey. Like I said, I'm going to pop some of this fun stuff onto my YouTube channel as a section just to show people what we can do with what we have at home. And there is no need to go with an out of expense, out of our pockets. Same thing with books. Really, I mean this. So if we have, you know, like everybody, we've got books stashed away somewhere. You probably have your old school books somewhere too, you know, those big goddamn textbooks that were so heavy that we were lugging those around when we were in college or in school or whatever. Those are perfect. So we can use those as a butt block. What do I mean by that? So if you don't have yoga blocks, you can use books to help you to elevate your butt off the floor if we're doing an L-sit. You know, um, sometimes with uh, like people who have those like really tight hamstrings, they have a hard time touching their toes or keeping their back straight. I really like to encourage my class and my people to put a block or a book under their butt on the floor so that they can then create a nice, safe, straight spine. Ta-da! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Books are another thing that are really helpful and useful and can get us started on this new thing or journey to strengthen our bodies. Another really cool thing that we can do, and I really love this too, is, you know, grab a towel. Let's grab a towel. So towels on a surface that is slidey are really great to use for activating hip bridges. You can be on your back and you can use a towel to slide in and out with the feet, creating a sort of momentum with the lower body. We can use them as a skating tool, one under each foot to shift and shape. We can also use the towel um, in a plank position to push forward. I know I'm probably sure you guys have seen those like crazy weird ab wheels, you know, where the people go cycling out and coming back in or a TRX. So a TRX suspension system forces us to suspend our body in air while activating. And so we can actually use a towel or a tea cloth or 
shredded up sheets, even an old set of sheets, you know, something that's going to really work and slide across the floor. We can use a towel to do that siphoning out. So that pushing out, activating, and then pulling it back in. This is no joke. Let me tell you, it is hard. It will kick your butt when you start to use those resistant things and it's just a towel and it can work magic for your stability, for your core, for your glutes. And we can also use the wall. What? Yes, I'm sure all of you have seen this on Instagram, this new fad about the wall Pilates challenge. It's true. We can use our walls at home. Oh my God, I get I get my crew to use the wall all the time for, let's talk about this. I'm getting serious here, people. Yeah. So I do a strength in my class and it is a five minute strength. I build my humans up with this and we do a wall sit. So an isolated wall sit in a squat position. So you get your back against the wall, Make sure you don't have your socks on so you don't slide forward and you sit in that lower position, pushing back into the wall and activating your quads. So you sit in your squat position, so a wall squat, and we hold. The challenge is to hold it for five minutes. Now, I have some of my humans that are built up. They hold that for five minutes and they're like, friggin' awesome. D just did that this last week in hit class and I was so impressed. So, but what I throw in there as a penalty is if you break your wall hold, you shake your legs out, you do five wall push-ups, you get back into your hold for the remaining amount of time. And then again, like you just keep cycling through that. If you need to break, then you do your wall push-ups. Or I add another thing in there, which is really fun. I'll add five sit-ups. So, I do something as a penalty. I put it at five because five kind of seems like me being nice. (laughs) So I'm kind of being nice. And and it just gives us something to shake off the hold. It gives us another body part to train. And then we get back on the wall and we sustain the wall sit. And this is such an amazing way to do a strength portion for yourself at home with no equipment. The other cool challenge I do, and I throw this in my head classes too, and it came out of that necessity that not everyone had equipment at home when I started in the pandemic with my hit classes. So I had to get creative. And this is really fun. It is. I like fitness to be fun. I like to be creative with it. I don't like to get bored. The other cool strength that I added in there, and I'm going to encourage you guys to do this too, if you are starting on this, is a plank hold or a hollow hold or that hollow body hold or a plank hold. And what we do is we hold it again for the challenge is that five minutes and we hold it until we can't any longer, until it starts to break down. And then what happens is you come out of it, you drop your knees gently, and you hit that push-up, five push-ups, or five sit-ups, something as a penalty to shake it off, and then you get back into the hold. And before you know it, I swear to you, this is magic, before you know it, you will be holding it for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and yes. 
five minutes and beyond. I promise. Once you start this, it increases and your strength increases and your determination increases. And it is such an awesome way to do a strength without equipment and body weight. So if you are in the mood to buy a couple of pieces of things, I'm going to give you a really freaking sweet thing. Okay, I got to admit this. I'm a dollar store junkie. I love the dollar store. I really do. You can find cool stuff there. I <laughs> Oh my god, I've gotten so many things from there. I remember a place I used to work at Remedy Spa and Angela was like, you go to the dollar store all the time. I was making Halloween stuff out of dollar store things. I was making decorations. I was like Christmas decorating. And yes, we can buy fitness equipment there. And it's actually good fitness options. Oh my gosh, you don't have to break the bank with this stuff. I just want you to know that. So you can go to the dollar store, grab a yoga mat. You can get little light weights like wrist weights, ankle weights for four bucks. You can get yoga blocks for $2. You can get resistance bands for a really reasonable price. I think the last time I checked the resistance bands, there were $4 and there are a plethora. Ooh, listen to that one. A plethora of equipment there that can be utilized right away to start your fitness journey on a budget. I'm really wanting to encourage you guys to take that sort of mindset right now is that we don't, if money is a blocker for you, or it's like me, I'm always thinking about it. I'm always like, what? Oh my gosh, I think we all are. And I just, you know, I completely understand that. And if you're not, and you're not worried, I am so happy for you. You know, it, it is, you know, your ability to go and, and, and get a membership where you want. I'm, you know, that's incredible. But if, if it is a option that is not there for you, dollar store has bands, it has little weights, it has skipping ropes. It has all of that stuff that you can go get on the cheap and start to implement into your workout. Same with foam rollers. Oh my God. When I saw they were carrying foam rollers, I was mind blown at the stuff that they have now. And you can also get like tennis balls there or, you know, things to roll your feet out for mobility. And I just want to encourage you to know, take that block out of your head. There are options for you. And I, like I said, I'm going to have some fun with those videos and I'm going to show you how to start to use those things. Bands are really incredible and I'm coming out with a whole band series on my YouTube channel. You can be a fit bitch too, so that you can start implementing some pretty incredible band exercises. Yeah, team. Exciting. So I just kind of wanted to get into that today to get away, the, get those excuses out of there. No excuses anymore for not moving your body. You can get outside. You can go to a park. You can use park benches for tricep dips. Oh, I have tortured my clients at the park, sprinting up hills or using steps, you know, finding a space that has like steps that you can go up and down, hills that are slightly inclined that you can start to like work your way up with a heavy backpack. 
there's all kinds of really fun options for outdoor fitness in the summertime. And yeah, let's get creative with this shit. It should be fun and creative and no one's going to think you're a weirdo. Well, it's okay if they do, because you can just say, I'm getting fit and you can be a fit bitch too. Come on, get on the bandwagon. (laughs) Oh my God. Some of the weird stuff I've done outside. Oh yeah. Playgrounds are fun. So if you can kick all the kids off the playground and you can um, use the monkey bars, there you go. Strap a couple of bands on the monkey bars and do some pull-up work. You know, use what you have around in your neighborhood. Some neighborhoods have really cool outdoor. I mean, the equipment looks really weird. It's like that weird, big, chunky, junky, you know, workout things where you pedal or you push or you whatever. There's some in Point Pleasant Park here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. They're sort of scattered all over the city here. And there, get on those. Do the stairs at Citadel. Do the hill at Citadel Hill here in Halifax. I'm speaking just kind of in my area because these are some of the cool things that we have around. Get to the park. Maybe some of the parks have like climbing things, you know, so make it fun. Pretend you're a kid again. Get on the playground. Just don't be that bully kid. <laughs> like I said, I'm like kicking kids off the off the playground and I'm doing pole inverts off the pole. What well, I didn't really kick the kids off it, but I did get on it and do some silly stuff, but you know, that's just because it's fun. Okay. And then I really wanted to talk about how to fuel your body. There's a lot of shit out there about diets and fads and fad workouts, and you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Or if you add this in, or you add that in, and I can't speak for anyone else's experience except for my own. I hate the word diet. I do. I hate it. I hate the word diet. I feel like you want to just freak the fuck out when you hear the D word. Go, go, God, get really cringy about the D word. And I feel it's a trap. I feel that we need to rethink and relook at our relationship with food. It is so huge. I I mean, I did it. Okay, I did it. I did the weird drinks, you know, those like fad, I forget what they were called at that point. It was like that meal replacement drink that you would drink or you would get all the the fad like diet bars as a meal replacement and have you ever looked at the back of that label? Blech. The amount of grossness that goes into some of those things, the processedness of them, your body doesn't recognize that shit, you guys. I And I'm coming from a place where I struggled with, like I said, body image and being thin and obsessed with it and not wanting to eat and restricting myself and then blowing my diet and eating a whole cake rather than one piece. Because that's what happens when we do that. We just, (laughs) we get into this like crazy space. And I want you to like, you're changing your relationship with your movement and your fitness with me. I also want you to start to change your relationship around food. And I come from a household of, my dad was a chef 
My brother's partner, Ami, is a chef. She's a sushi chef. My beautiful Zoe is also in the culinary industry. She's a pastry chef, a chef. She, we all love food. Like, I love good food. I realize that. I recognize that. And one of the biggest things, my dad always cooked with real butter, you know, used olive oil, used coconut oil. The real deal, there was no, there was no bullshit oils in our house. Let's just say that it was about the natural. And my dad suffered from a lot of heart conditions and really big. And my mom was a super, super health freak. So she was like the tofu queen. And I was that weird kid that went to lunch, that went to lunch. (laughs) Well, yes, I did go to lunch, but I would go to school with my little lunch bag packed with, you know, all the like holistic, but sorry, mom. Um, You know, I was that weird kid with the healthy food. (laughs) And I am now forever grateful for it. But yeah, I'd open up my bag and they'd be like, okay, close it back up. Everybody else is eating the cool shit and I'm eating carrots and the celery and the, oh my Lord, right? I would actually sneak to my friend, not sneak, I'd be allowed to go for sleepovers, but we didn't have cookies and junk in the house. It was a treat when they did come in. and. I remember, I remember this distinctly. I would go sleep over and there was this cupboard at my friend's house with all of the sugar cereals. I was like, oh my God, yes, give me the Fruit Loops. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And knowing that if I was at home, I wouldn't be able to be eating that. But I was like, oh yeah, I can eat that. And actually when I was little, this is really funny. Because I do love my sugar. I will tell you that. I do love sugar and I do love a sweet. I remember when I was little, my mom was pregnant with my brother and I would go to, we lived in an apartment on Kelly Street and we lived on the top floor and one of my good friends lived on the bottom floor. And I remember going down the elevator, pressing the button, going to the bottom floor, knocking on her door and asking if they had any cookies for my mom because my mom needed some cookies. <laughs> no, my mom didn't need cookies. And yes, I did get cookies, and but I think I ate them all the way up the elevator on the way home. Anyway, so I just want you to know that when it comes to dieting, I don't believe in that anymore. I I really what it helped me shed and build muscle was adding extra protein into my diet. Now, one of the things that protein does, and you want to have protein in the morning, and I eat carbs. I eat good sourdough bread. I have used real butter. I use olive oil. I use whole yogurt, you know, all the fat in there. I eat avocados. I do eggs. I do chicken. I do beef. I add in all of the proteins, chickpeas, tofu. I try to stay away. I don't like protein shakes. I feel like they make me feel bloated and off. And I do not feel like they process well in our bodies. I feel like our body recognizes the real deal food. Of course it does. That's how we're made up. So I want you to start thinking about implementing the real fats back. Excuse me. (laughs) I think I might be getting hungry. The real fats back into your life. Real whole fats. 
you know, our body recognizes that stuff. So it knows how to break it down and it knows how to store it properly. It knows how to use it properly. It doesn't go, oh, this is weird plastic foreign, weird, gross processed shit just entered our system. What do we do with it? Yeah. Think about that. Think about all the processed foods that we eat. It's pretty crazy, right? And I'm not saying cut out pastas or breads, you know, if you have a lot of carbs in your life, think about bringing it down or cutting it down in some way. We need carbs, okay? It's a lie. We do need carbohydrates and we need ones that are complex like sweet potato. Potatoes aren't bad for you. We need those kinds of things. Oatmeal is an incredible way to start your morning off. It's going to fuel your body for a good workout. It's going to sustain your blood sugars. It's going to get you going. It's going to stay in your system and you're not going to have that crash. And that's the thing that spikes our insulin a lot is that if we have something really sugary or it doesn't contain a protein, it doesn't stay in our system long enough. And then we get hungry. We get this like hunger crash. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that with like aspartame things too. I find like any kind of thing that has a sweetener in it that isn't sugar or a natural sugar. I want you to just try this out for me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I really am not. Okay. I might be weird, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I have a lot of theories. But this was something I noticed with my body when I would eat fad diet things, or I would do that sugarless gum, or I would chew gum, or I would, I would use that like fake sweetener in my coffees or gravitate to those so-called diet, low-cal, blue menu, whatever it is, is that I would have it. I'd have that product. It would go in my mouth. Yes, it would go in my mouth. And then I would say about an hour to an hour and a half later to two hours, I would have this crazy crash. Like I was so hungry and I was like, whoa, this is weird. I just kept noticing it and noticing it. Like my hunger actually upped like crazily and I took them out. And what I realized was that I think that whatever that is that they put in there as a fake sweetener, I know it's not good for you. I know they have alternatives that are natural, but I think it boosts our hunger when it comes out of our system and then it makes us want to eat more. We're more ravenous. I just wanted to throw that out there. No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe that it's kind of one of those things that perpetuates our hunger. So I want you to get, and when I got back and I, and I believe me, I used to go to turkey dinners at my parents' home. You know, when I was in university, I'd go home. I was the best. My dad made the most amazing turkey dinner. Oh fuck. And the amount of dinners that I didn't have is goddamn gravy. And now that he's passed, I'm like, what was I doing? Or I didn't have the, you know, real whipped cream. I'd like scrape it off the pie right? Ever done that, right? You just scrape the whipped cream off the pie and, you know, think you're down in your calories or don't have the gravy and don't have the butter and don't have a this and don't have that and then go whatever. The amount of times I limited my plate over the years, you know, I just put a little bit of, you know, and no stuffing because I was like, no carbs, that's going to make me fat. And no, Portions are really important. 
you know, real fats are going to, you know, your body's going to recognize it and process it properly. No, I'm not talking about going and diving into a pool of whipped cream. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, chugging back a, a boatload of gravy or, you know what I mean? But I'm just trying to, I just want to put this into perspective is that, yeah, a little bit is okay. It's okay to treat yourself with those things. If it's real, your body's going to recognize it and we're not going to start to, you know, feel deprived in our lives. And if you're moving and you're starting a workout, uh, starting to work out, or if you're already working out, food should be joyful. We should have a good relationship with it. And yes, most of the places that people go wrong, I find with food and nutrition and it's portion and it's processed. We need to eat for our bodies. Like not everybody likes meat. So if you're a vegetarian, if you're a veggie, then you need to find some nice, good protein options there for you. If you are a carnivore like me, I always say to everybody, I am a carnivore. I will not deny it. You're safe even if you're a vegetarian. I, I love my meat. That, you know, you know, they fall. We make fun of me, actually. Me and Blue, we, we, we like our meat. I, yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Upping your protein is really going to help sustain your muscle mass. It's going to help curb your hungers. It's going to keep your blood sugar in check. And also foods, you know, berries are better. You know, bananas are great. Bananas are full of potassium. But one of the big things with bananas is that I don't think people actually realize the amount of sugar that is in them. So when I do banana, I do like a half a banana. And I do a lot of berries, like blueberries are so good for you, raspberries, strawberries when they're in season, cherries, you know, those types of, of things. And green apples, you know, that's a nice alkaline. It makes the body less acidic. And another really great thing to do is wake up in the morning, let your system cleanse out a little bit. And I do, and I am loving this. I have implemented this back into my life is lemon water. So I do a whole lemon, I juice it and I put it, no, not with the grind. <laughs> I squeeze it, I should say. I squeeze the lemon into my water and I have that in the morning before I have my coffee. And I swear to God, it perks up my brain. So forget the fad diet. I want you to start looking at food as something to fuel your body healthily and portions keep your portions, you know, in check. That's really important. And look at how much you are consuming of processed foods. This isn't me trying to blame or shame you if you eat a lot of processed stuff. Of course, if that's all you know, or that's all you've been taught to kind of eat, then that is what you're going to do. And it's called being learned behavior. It's like, it's okay to not know. But that process stuff, you know, I really do feel like it affects our system. So the more we can get into really good whole foods and eating like that and not eating late. One of the big things is I stop having food probably around seven. Oh my God. I do have that moment of midnight snacks. If I know I'm waking up and I'm, I'm like sneaking to the fridge and I'm like opening it up and I'm like, oh my God that half a cake is gone. That was me. 
Mm-hmm. My sneaky nights. I know we all have them. It's okay to do that once in a while. Oh, I I have, especially like on that PMS mode. Oh my God, I can't get enough sometimes, you know, sugar and salt. So I have those, those cravings where it's like half a bag. I'm going to only have a couple chips and then I eat the whole thing. Or I'm going to have one Reese's Pieces, peanut butter cup, and I eat all three. And they're the big ginormous ones, right? And I'm like, okay, Michelle, put the bag of chips down. It's almost like I'm garberating them. We all have those moments. You are not alone. I will confess that it wasn't Blue that ate all of the cake. It was me over a period of two days. (laughs) So, okay. And look at Look at it like that. Look at it like starting to shift your perspective. And I do try to stop, you know, consuming around seven. And that way that gives your time, your body time to process throughout the night. Because when we sleep, if we're getting at a good regular amount of sleep, our body does a lot of healing during that time. And if we are, you know, really stuffed and your body needs to focus on your digestion rather than the cleansing that it does when we're sleeping. It's almost like I know we probably all on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. Oh my God, all the things that pop up because you know they're listening to you. Conspiracy theory again, but I think they are because they're targeting me for 50-year-old women shit. And let's just say (laughs) they're not wrong. And so I'm sure you've seen this intermittent fasting idea. And one of the big things you can do to help your body to recover and heal is to, you know, intermittent fast, but we can do it in the evening. So there's like, if you stop at seven and you wake up at, you know, six and you've been sleeping, you know, your body has, is processing, it's cleansing, it is doing its job. And if we have a whole stomach full of food, what does our body do? So this is a really cool fact that I learned over the years is that when we eat, our digestion is one of the biggest processes that our body starts to hit. That's all it wants to focus on. So that's why you feel sluggish after you eat sometimes. And that's why you feel tired is because when we eat, our body goes signals that that is its job to do right now. And it doesn't want to do anything else. And it starts to work on our digestion. So that's its main goal. It starts digesting the food to process it and get it into the system. So if we can allow our body to go quiet in the evening, you know, stop fueling it at seven and and let ourselves relax into our evening, and then it can heal better because it can focus on some of the things that need to heal and cleanse and it can do its job properly. So yeah, that is another reason to kind of like switch around the way you're thinking about eating. One of the other things that I did was I made my biggest meal, my morning meal, and I never used to eat breakfast. I didn't, I didn't eat breakfast for the longest time. And I still don't have my breakfast until later, until I have allowed my system to wake up till I've had my water first, you know, my lemon water, I get blue out to pee, (laughs) get my coffee on, I get ready, 
you know, and then I will have my, what I'm going to fuel my body with avocado toast with egg is a great one. Lots of fats on that. Sometimes I'll add some cheese on there cause it's just yummy or an omelet wrap. Again, two eggs, lots of protein. Egg is a perfect protein to hit your system with in the morning. And it's actually kind of produces a happy hormone for us. So it really, you know, fuels our body properly. Oatmeal. Oh my God. And I'm a Scott. I got part Scott in me. And I used to be like, oatmeal? Fuck oatmeal. Oatmeal's boring as whatever. Yeah. Right. I only liked oatmeal and my oatmeal cookies or my oatmeal muffins. And muffins are another one to watch out for, by the way. Seems like a great thing to grab. Not so much, my friends. Go with English muffins. Make yourself a egg McMuffin in the morning. Pop that egg in the friggin' microwave. You know, get cheese in there. Get some avocado. Pop that on. Anyway, but oatmeal. Uh, Yeah, I see why the Scots ate their oatmeal because it sustained you for a longer period of time. What I did with my oatmeal, because I was like, this is fucking boring. (laughs) I don't want to eat this boring crap in the morning. Yuck. I actually jazzed it up with berries and yeah, yogurt, right? Something yummy like that. So you can add some nuts on there. You can add oatmeal and this is going to sound weird, but you can even add almond butter on there. You can add some yummy things like that, that just kind of jazz it up for you. If you're like me and you stare at oatmeal and you go, Ugh. now that's kind of boring. Because let's be real, it's kind of boring. Yeah, so those are some of my fun little tips and tricks that have really helped me to start to have a better relationship with food and also enjoy getting creative about like what I could do to jazz up my food so that it felt better. And then I also wanted to say, so I start out with my, you know, my morning, late morning breakfast, stay away from juices too. Okay. Like I honestly, I don't drink a lot of juice. Um, I don't drink a lot of orange juice. I don't drink a lot of, one of the big things I do do is lemonade, the organic lemonade. And again, that's with the lemon and the lemon is a really good, really good detoxifier. But all of those things, you know what? You don't realize all the sugar that you're putting into your body, right? And a lot of fruit sugars are going to jack your insulin up. So just be careful about sort of what types of fruits you're eating and what you're attracted to. And just kind of be mindful of that and the amount that you are putting in your smoothies. Okay, if you are a smoothie junkie and you're loading that shit up with like three bananas and like... All the other things added, just think about the amount of calories you're consuming in a drink and you're not sitting down to enjoy a steak. (laughs) That's how I think about that. I'm like, "Mm, that liquid just went down and I could actually be eating a steak right now. So yeah, that and then I do like lunch as my, you know, I'll have a good lunch. I feel like that's another great place to put your, your food and then a light dinner. Sometimes I'm just a very big picker at dinner and that has become a a habit of mine. So I'm super a little bit light on the, the dinner 
or supper, sorry, supper, dinner, blah, blah. I know we all call it what we call it. And um, yeah, so just some of the fun things that I've done that I've found some improvements in my body composition, real fats, guys. <laughs> I know that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, real fats, real food. Try to not get the processed and try to have some fun with that. Don't self-sabotage yourself. There is no magic bullet to this stuff. There is no magic bullet to this, right? I can't tell you enough. There's no pill that you can take. There is no magic thing that is going to make all of this just all be perfect for you. And once we realize that, we start to just relax into it and know that we have better choices that we can make. We can start moving our body. We can take the limitations off of us. And I'm really pumped just to share some of that stuff with you. I love and support all of you. I'm excited to get up some of those fun tips on what to use at home on my YouTube so that you can get moving if you don't have the ability to get to a class. And if no one has told you yet today, I love and support you. And I think you are so kick-ass. And I am really proud of how far you've come. And I know that you can do it. You can be a fit bitch too. Until next time. Mwah.